Okay, good morning, guys. Welcome to our Sunday church. For those who are joining us online, um, you'll find us on Facebook at Beloved Sons of God. Uh, that's our handle. So write to us and we'll tell you where we gather. If you're living in Bombay, uh, come join us where we gather. We'll tell you where we uh, come together. Um, for the ones who are not uh, in Bombay, I have a link below this for all those who are viewing the sermon. And it'll uh, click on and it'll open up into a PDF file with all the scripture verses and references that we're taking today. Okay, so you can uh, you can flow with us. Um, okay, so last week I spoke about uh, let's not get distracted today. We have some tech here. I'm hoping that this gets recorded well. If you can't see this, I'm just going to read this. So you're going to, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is going to bring everything alive to you. Okay. Um, so last week I spoke about monoji. Uh, born again means born from above. Uh, okay. The first Adam, I've, I've drawn two circles here. I've drawn, drawn two rims here. Okay. The minute Adam partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Adam fell and he fell into a realm of karma. It's called the law of sin and death. He partook the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay. And God calls that he fell into darkness. Okay. Adam became a sinner because he partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Death came in. Okay. Sin entered the blood. Okay. And so by default, his spirit died and he became a sinner. Adam and everything that you see is created. Even Adam, God took the dust and breathed life into him. He was a created being. But the difference is you and I are not created. Only the son is born of him. Born again. So you and I are not created. We are born from above. So the minute you, you received Jesus, someone came and told you about Jesus, God took you, your father took you out of one realm and plunked you in another realm. And now you're no more created like Adam, but you're born from above. Born of his nature, born of DNA. So we're the only ones who are born of him. We are not created in God. And now you've come into the law of life. That means everything in you produces life. Okay? And now God has put you in light. That's why you came out of darkness and came into another realm in light. Now today I'm going to focus on believing. Okay, like, so I had a lot of people saying some, you know, got healing and then they fall sick again. And what is this? The sickness comes back again. Okay. And uh, I want to talk about what it means to believe something. Like a lot of, I've seen a lot of Christians, they speak the word and they're saying the word, but they're saying the word, but their heart really doesn't believe it. And so then you're just talking something, but there's no alignment because everything for a son comes out of in your heart. That's why the word says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay? When Jesus walked on this earth, everything that he was speaking was because he really believed it. He believed everything, who he is, and therefore he spoke. But sometimes you can be speaking things, but in your heart you really don't believe it. You don't believe that truth. And that's why you're wondering, I'm quoting the scriptures and I'm saying it, but it didn't happen. And then I'm like, but you're only quoting it. Does your heart really believe that truth? And sometimes you can just take some time out and just go and say, you know what, Holy Spirit, help me believe this truth. That this is who I am and it's the truth because the Father says so. In our last sermon, we talked about how the Father is bearing witness. The Holy Spirit bears witness. All of the kingdom will bear witness only to the truth. So whenever you're taking that truth and standing on that truth, all of creation will back you up. The Father backs you up. The life is backing you up. The law of life is working for you even as you're partaking of that truth. Okay, so let's go on. 
now as a son, it says that we believe unto righteousness. So it's not just believing. Like the whole Bible is filled with scriptures, okay? There are people who just give any scriptures out of context from the Old Testament and feel that this is scripture belief. But in the New Covenant, the minute you become a son, it says we believe unto righteousness. Not just because it's a scripture from the Old, or just believe it. Because all of the Old has been fulfilled. All of the Old Testament in Galatians it says, so that that seed would come into Mary. And then Christ came. And was born. So all of that, all of the prophets, all of the scriptures, everything was so that she would have the character, she would have the nature to conceive that seed. So that when the Holy Spirit would come on her, she would have the grace to even say yes, to hold it. Okay? To Joseph and everything. So it's written there, all of the old, all of the prophets, all of the law was so that that seed would come into Mary. So all of the Old Testament has been fulfilled in Christ. Okay, and so now let's get, let's begin um, for the ones who are on a WhatsApp group. Uh, if you can put the notes on the WhatsApp group so you can, on the WhatsApp group. Romans 10. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Today, a lot of people have zeal for God. They'll do. They'll, in, in our culture, they go to idols. In some other cultures, they believe their own people. They have a zeal for God, but it's not according to knowledge. That means it's not according to truth. So it won't matter what you're doing. Even I was doing, before I came to Christ, I was doing many other things. I had a zeal, but for a different idol, but it was not according to knowledge. I was just doing it because my mom did it. My mom was doing it because her mom did it. And so it was not according to knowledge. And so it's saying here, for I bear witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, that means what is his standard, and seeking to establish their own righteousness means I can reach God. Not possible. Okay, seeking to establish your own righteousness means by what you do, you can get right with God. Not possible. Okay, and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. Verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law of righteousness to everyone believes. The minute you came to Christ, you came out of the law of karma, sin and death. And now you've come into the law of life. That's the way out. That's the door, the cross. You came from one realm to another realm. Okay? Now look at this. Look at Luke 6, 45. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out, out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. That means sometimes I come to know what's in someone's heart just by what they're speaking. Because you see, when you really believe a truth, then everything that you speak and everything that you do is an unconscious movement. You don't have to psych yourself. A lot of people genuinely think that COVID is strong. And so they will, their fear and everything they're speaking, everything they're doing is because they actually believe that it's greater than them. That means everything the doing and the saying comes out of actually what's in their heart. Okay? Now look at, uh, look at John 4.24. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. This is Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman. She comes and sits with him and they're having this dialogue and then God tells the Samaritan woman, God is spirit. You and I are born again now. Our identity is not from our flesh, not from what you see in Adam even though your body might look like him. God is spirit. And so if you're born of him now, God also calls you a spiritual being. 
So I'm living in this body that looks atomic, but actually he wants me to believe everything what he's saying. I'm born from above. So God is spirit and those who worship him. I, I did a sermon on worship. Remember, and when I said that word worship in Greek means kissing. So when you're worshiping, you're having intimacy with the father. And so when you worship him, when you're kissing him, he wants you to kiss him, to be intimate with him in spirit and in truth. That means true worship is when you believe what he says about you. You know, today is Father's Day. We are celebrating Father's Day, okay? What is the father's joy? Like you want to love your father. You want to kiss your father. The father is so serious about you. He believes everything about this, what he made you. And do you know what the father wants? How you can love the father back? Is when you become serious about who you are. So he's serious about you. But are you serious about who you are? What he's made you? Not being double-minded. I'm on this side of the cross. All of this is gone. So I don't even call myself human. I'm not human. I'm a son of God. Born from above. Humans were created. They come from Adam. But a son is born from above. Born again of the monogene. And like I said in the previous sermon, everything takes up to the seed. Apple seed will give birth to apples. And everything, it's going to be red in color. It's going to be white inside. It's going to have a certain type of tree because everything comes after the seed. Now, Jesus is called the seed. He's called the monogene. That means first of its kind. And he came and you were born of that seed. And now everything in your nature is going to be another Christ. That's why Galatians 2.20 says, you died, it's all Christ in you. Okay, let's move on ahead. Look at Romans 4.17. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. God says, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Why does, the, why does Jesus ask you to live by faith? It's because the reason why he tells you to live by faith is because everything that he's speaking is actually real. You just can't see it. And so if you're like Adam, you'll go by what you see or it's not there. But he's talking about a man that's actually so real and you need to perceive it. It comes by perceiving it. That means it's not by your five senses. You believe it and then you will see it. Okay. Now see this. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. That is, I am walking in my father's nature. I am just like my father. Say that about you. I am just like my father. My father, everything in the kingdom, I live it in this world. I live by faith. Okay? 2 Corinthians 4.13 I believe and therefore I speak. You believe and therefore you speak. So start believing. Sometimes forget the scriptures. Don't take the 10 scriptures. Just take one. Just take that one. Born from above. Just meditate on it for five days. Born from above. Meditate on it. If I'm born from above, I'm not from human. I'm born again, born from above, born from his nature. Then even my finances are not coming from Adam and this realm. My finances are coming from my heavenly father. He's very abundant. I live by his riches. Born again. Meditate on that, okay? Look at Romans 1. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. That is you and me. 
sons of God will live by faith. Okay, we talked about it the first, it says, how do you get born again? How do you get born again? Okay, did I read Romans 10? Yes, I read Romans 10. Okay, but I ended at one. Okay, um, what does the righteousness of faith speak? I'm just going to go back to Romans 10. If you can just go back to Romans 10. Okay, it says, the word is near you and in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For See this now. Verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In the new covenant, as a son, we are believing unto righteousness. What does believing unto righteousness mean? You're believing the new truth. Righteousness consciousness. So it's not just believing and then you're believing in the Old Testament, there are some scriptures, but they were from the lineage of Adam. David also came from the lineage of Adam. The Holy Spirit came on. David, Moses, Joshua were all waiting for that time to look when sons of God would come because they were created but the Son of God is born of him. Different species altogether, new creation. So I can't take a promise and see the way David, David uh, you know, has a relationship with God. Because now I'm a son. I died. I became a new creation. Christ lives in me. So it all changes. So how can I take any scripture from the old and just have the same uh, have the same understanding of what David had with God? Are you understanding? So it says here, verse 10, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In every area, any problem that you're going through, that's the way you overcome it. With the heart, you believe who you are. Righteousness is nothing but sonship. Knowing that your relationship with your father is now by blood. And so you believe it in every, in every area. And then you confess it because you know you're a son. Everything that you do and speak is by default. It's an unconscious action that comes out of your belief system. Okay? Uh, look at this. Okay. Now see this. 3 John 1. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. That means prosper in all things. In all things. That means in your relationships, in your family, you're prospering. You're having the prosperity of God. In your work, you're having His prosperity. In health, you're having prosperity. And then how is He saying that you're going to have it? Just as your soul prospers. Just as you start renewing your mind. So what happened? Adam partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay? His spirit died the minute he sinned. And so today, before you got born again, all the information and knowledge that you have is from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay? And now the father, you got born again and you've come into this kingdom. And now all that God tells you is, you know what? I want your soul prosperous. That means now the father has come on the scene and now he's like, beta, you heard the devil all this time. You got information from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But now let me feed you my words. And that's why he gives you an illustration of the wine and the branch. And he's saying, you are the wine. I am the wine. You are the branch. And if you just abide in me. And then he says, and let my words abide in you. Where, do you, where are his words going to abide? In my mind, in my soul. And then you will ask whatever you want and it's going to be done for you. So what is happening even as you're taking on, this is the part. 
This is called your believing. Your believing here. And all of these here were lies. Were lies that you believed. Okay? You believe that you are a sinner. You believe that because of what you do, you can't receive. You believe that sickness is a part of your identity. You believe that you have to work very hard to get money in life. You believe you're ugly. All of these are lies that are planted from the tree of knowledge of Gurani or from Google or what people told you. And then suddenly someone starts coming and God starts feeding you his life. And now you remove these lies and these lies are going and you're replacing it with his truth. And that's what it means, his words abiding in you, coming into you. And now the life of the wine is flowing in the branch. Suddenly you're getting divine help. Suddenly you're getting prosperous. Suddenly that business starts working. It's because now the law of life is flowing. And this is how that life, the resurrection life that is in me is flowing out and giving life to my mortal body. So this is your body. This is your mind. Where his truth is coming in. And all that life is flowing in. So before, what happened? You know, in Sunita's testimony, where she was falling sick, she had all of these allergies for years and years and nothing is happening. And she's praying to God. She's praying, she's praying. You, you know, we, we come from a religious background, right? So we pray to an idol. I pray to an idol. And then people come into the kingdom and they start praying to Jesus like he's another idol. Or they have an understanding that I just need to pray and he's not answering my prayer. But this is religion. And that is also Christian religion. The truth is the gospel is about a father. We were high species. We fell. Then Jesus said, was sent, the father sent to redeem us back. That's why I said lying gives birth to a lie. The child of a lion will be another lion. The child of a god will be another god. That's why you call yourself sons of God. Because you will be just like after the seal. Another god. God kind. Okay? And so what happens? So Sunita had all these lies. Now all the light is in Sunita here. But it's not flowing out of her. And so she thinks the promises are not working. But then what does Sunita start doing? She starts listening to the word. Renewing her mind. And now what is happening? The soul is prospering. All these lies are going. She's believing the truth. And now that resurrection light that has always been in Sunita since 10 years now starts flowing out. And now she's seeing it in various areas of her life, whether it's with her husband relationship or whether it's in her health. She started seeing all of this light. Even as you're listening to the truth. Okay? But when you listen to the truth, there's always an application also. Okay, so I believe the truth. So that's why it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. Okay, Colossians 3. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you die and your whole life is hidden with Christ in God. Set your mind on things above. What does this mean? Set your mind on things above means don't forget your origin, where you come from. I told you in James, it talks about he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and the one who is a hearer and a doer of the word. But what is the doer who doesn't forget what manner of man he is? That means you don't forget your origin. Set your mind on things above, not on things here. For you die and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Okay? Now look at John 16. Now this is Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit doing? 
again and again, I keep reinforcing this. Okay. He comes to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin because you do not believe me. That's the time when he and Jacob came into the kingdom. Yeah, we're sinners. Now we need the Savior. That's the time he convicts them of sin. That's the time he, you and I got convicted of sin. When I didn't know him, that yeah, I need him. Now I've come into the kingdom. He's not convicting me of sin. He's only convicting me of righteousness. What is it saying in Romans 10? 10. Be believing unto righteousness and confessing unto salvation. Your believing is reminding you constantly where your origin is. You come from above. You're not from Adam. You're from above. And the more you're not double-minded about your origin, about who you are, that life, all the promises are becoming yes and amen in your life. All of that life is flowing in and so you're just resting in and even if symptoms come, that resurrection life is flowing out of you. That law of life, it's a law. I told you, you don't have to tell a law to work. It will work by itself. If I throw a ball up, it's going to fall down because the law of gravity is here. I don't have to believe every day that the law of gravity will work. It will just work, right? Similarly, now you're in the kingdom. As you rest, knowing that you're on the sun, the law is in me. You know, you stop worrying. That law will eat up all those and repel everything. I've had that happen to me. Okay? Now see this, okay? So it says, he convicts the world of sin, of righteousness, of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to the Father. And of judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit will tell me things to come. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. That means all the Holy Spirit is doing is just showing me the truth. And it's your part and my part to start believing what he says about me. So believing is whose job? What does believing mean? Believing means persuading yourself. He doesn't need to be persuaded. He knows who he is. But who needs to be persuaded? You. Because you keep doubting who you are. Constantly double mind. No, I'm human. So you, you're, you're in this world, but not of this world. So you look at other people reacting the same way. And so now you start reacting the same way. Jesus looked so abnormal, but very normal to his father. And that's what you are. After some time, you won't be able to hang out with the same people. Yesterday, I had someone message me in the night and say, Priya, I went to a fellowship and I couldn't sit there. And this lady was teaching me, but I felt like I knew more. I said, that's true. You won't be able to sit. Once you know sonship, you cannot go into condemnation. You can't go back here. Because a lot of the Christian world has got saved and they just believe that Jesus died for their sins. So the salvation is the only truth that they know. That's it. And then from there, they try and get holiness in the flesh. Pursue holiness in the flesh. And you can't. Jesus had to, this body had to die. You're dead already. Your holiness and my holiness is a spiritual truth. Okay? And so they don't know. They just know that Jesus died for their sins. And then they'll just pray to him and they'll tell me their prayers are not getting answered. He's not talking to them, you know, and things. They have no awareness that he made you a new creation. And that is sonship, where you're waking up to who you are. And that's where the life, all the inheritance flows, even as your soul is prospering. Okay? So I put down Matthew 6. Okay, look at this. Matthew 6, 31. Jesus is talking about do not worry. Okay? Do not worry, saying, 
what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? But after all these things, the Gentiles see. The Gentiles were the one who didn't have your God and my God as their father. Okay, so he said the, the heathen worry about these things. But your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. And then again he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, where I come from, sonship, and all these things will be added to you. So my father, and I think he hurts when he sees his children suffering and he's like, I want to help you. But will you start believing and taking yourself seriously? Up until you, you think you're from Adam, you're getting Adamic results. And you're not seeing my life flow into you. And I want you to start being serious about who you are. Just the way I'm serious about who you are. Okay? And it says, when you are seeking his righteousness, all these things are added to you. All your inheritance is getting added to you. Okay? Can't you make it bigger? Just one slide? So that they can read it. Okay. So, believing. Okay? Believing is a decision. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. Believing, when you're believing a truth, doesn't have a deadline. That means I believed it, I'm believing it, and it didn't happen. So now, obviously, it's not the truth. It doesn't work like that. You believe the sun is yellow. Why do you believe the sun is yellow? It's because it is the truth. It has nothing to do with I have a deadline, and if this doesn't happen, oh, now the sun is going to be blue. The truth will always remain the truth. And the reason why you believe the sun is yellow is because it is the truth. Are you understanding? Believing is a decision. That's how I, I, I take every truth in the Bible and I believe it. I believe it under the cross. Means It simply means that, you know, I'll die believing this. Meaning, as a son, you can put your life down, right? You can wait till Jesus comes. You can pass 100, 200 years. Or you lay your life down. Like Paul said, it's better for me to stay here for you, but I wish I want to go and just be with be with my father, okay? Believing is a decision that you make. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. Now, look at Galatians 2.20 and really hear this word and tell me if you really believe this truth. I have been crucified with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Now, hear this, what I just spoke, and be honest with yourself. Do you really believe this truth? I believe this truth. And that's why everything that I do comes out of what I believe. You know, I'm getting so many testimonies after the Lion King, people who are the Lion King, because now they're rising up as sons. Recently, last night, I had somebody share a testimony. Priya, I spoke these things and I almost got scared. I spoke these things. But it, it bore fruit the next day. And I'm seeing that people are reacting very differently to me. I'm getting suddenly a lot of favor. They're in a family situation. They're with the same people. But now they're all responding very differently to this person. And I said, yes. I said, because you started believing who you really are. Father always saw you. But you have started seeing yourself as a son. And so now guess what? Your words are spread in their life. That is the truth. Your words are spread in their life. And so that same person is reacting so differently. And she's like, what is this? This is like a new realm. I said, yeah, that is sonship. Welcome. Wake up to sonship. Because when you're taking the position as a son, trust me, everything is submitting to the son in you. 
It's a spiritual truth. How I, I always tell you, right? How did Jesus just sit come and Peter dropped his net? He's not even understanding, but he's just following Jesus when he says come. What is it? So where is that, that come going? It's going here. And so even as sons, when you're speaking, I don't need your brain. I'm speaking it and I'm speaking right into you and you'll hear me is because it's the father's speaking. And so most times when people come into the kingdom, they come into my life, I never really explain much of the, you know, what exactly happened. I just say, the father loves you. There's a heavenly father who loves you. Come. And they'll just be responding as if like unconsciously because my words are spread on their life. I don't even go into the tree of knowledge of good and evil and trying and getting something through heaven and hell. I've never ever done that. You address it just the father, my sheep hear my voice. The father says, they who are taught of me will come to me. So I'm just looking for those who are just coming in and yeah, I just say come and they'll respond and they'll come and I know that there are some. It's, it's, it's like that. You're, you're, you're in a different realm. Okay? And so believing is a decision. Now why do I believe? I believe because it is I listen. You and I are sons and by default we don't listen to the voice of strangers. We only listen to our father's voice. The devil wants us to confuse us and to give you a mixed identity. It means today you're Adam, tomorrow you're Christ. I go to church, I become, uh, you know, a born again. When I'm not in church, I'm Adam. You're not double-minded. I am single-minded about who I am. And we need, need more people, more sons, reminding us that we are sons. And so now you go out and you look abnormal to the world and you look like Superman. Because in your life, all these crazy things are happening. They're not happening in my life. So you look the same. Jesus looked like a human. But he clearly wasn't human. Everyone looking at him said, what type of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? He looked different. He spoke with authority. And so everyone knew he looks like one of us, but he's not one of us. And the seriousness with Jesus, the way he walked, and the way the Father had tested me about him, the father has a testimony about you. But you need to be serious about who you are. You can't be casual. I'm not casual in, in anything. And sometimes it's weird and so I hang up on myself. It's because I need to hang out with people who remind me I'm a son. I can't be casual. And out of the abundance of my heart, of what I believe, then I will speak and then I will do. It will come naturally to you. So you don't have to worry about you know whether I'm wearing a mask, whether I'm not. When you start believing those truths, Everything that you do is a reaction to that truth that you're believing. So now you will automatically speak it. How many of you know I don't even joke about sickness? I don't because the truth is not in my nature. Now I don't plan not to joke. Automatically I don't is because it is weird to me. So the minute it's like, you know, if, if you got a thought, now you're an Indian. If you keep getting five thoughts in your mind saying that you are Sri Lankan, you are Sri Lankan. Or you get another thought saying you are Caucasian, you are white. <laughs> what are you going to do? You will ignore or you won't even because you know I'm Indian, I'm born, I know who my mother is, I'm not Caucasian, I'm not Bora. I am, and you won't even wrestle with it and you'll ignore it is because you know the truth. You don't have to convince that thought. Are you understanding? And that's what believing is when you really believe a truth, you won't run around. So even my thoughts come of sickness and all, now it's like they don't even bother me because. Everything in me is programmed for life. And the law of life is active in me. And so any symptom shows up, I resist. And I know that law goes, so I go to sleep. I don't worry. I don't run after it. It's become natural to me. 
but it begins by first believing that truth and then that truth gets tested and tried in you. And we'll read about that in the next one, okay? See this. 2 Corinthians 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. And now all things are of God. Different generation, different heritage. Tea. So your mother had uh, diabetes and you think you will have diabetes, but your father doesn't have diabetes. So how can you? Your bloodline changes. No matter what, some pandit has done some curse on you and done some pujas and witchcraft and it's still so prevalent in the Christian kingdom and they say they've done witchcraft. How does it matter what anyone does to you? Jesus went on the cross and took all your curses on him. Cursed is him who hung on a tree to redeem you from every curse. So what does it matter if anyone says to you? You only listen to your father's words. Okay? Look at this. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for me, that you and I become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus became sin, like an Adam, took on his nature, took on everything of him on himself on the cross, so that now I can have his nature, Christ's nature in me, and everything of his. Okay? Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Now see this. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. There's only one witness that he's bearing. You keep saying you're human, he's not bearing witness. Bearing witness means not showing off. That means there is a, there is a power that is going to be displayed on your behalf that the world will see. But it is going to happen when you start bearing witness with what he's bearing witness to. And he's not bearing witness to I'm a human, I'm a Christian, I'm a disciple. He's bearing witness with my spirit that I am a son of God. Son of God, not son of Adam. Son of God, that means God kind, God species. Same DNA, monogene, born of him, another God, okay? And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. That's how I receive my inheritance. Okay? Now, James 1.22. Okay, see this. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So, Jesus believed who he is. Jesus speaks who he is. Jesus does who he is. There is no confusion. So, he believes who he is. He's the son of God. Now, everything that is doing is bearing witness with him. Everything that is speaking is bearing witness with him because there is no confusion in him. He's single-minded about his origin. So it says here, be doers of the word and not hearers, only deceiving yourself. That means every time God tells me a truth and I don't believe it about who he says, my father is saying that you're deceiving yourself. Basically, you're Indian, but now someone has come and told you a Sri Lankan in your brain, and now you started believing in Sri Lankan. That's what's happening. And he said there is a confusion, and you're deceiving yourself. And now this person, look at this. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face. I told you his origin face. It means where he came from. In a mirror, he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one is blessed in what he does. 
It means every time in every problem, if you don't forget you're a son of God, that means if, forget the word son, God, just take that, God kind, don't get offended with that. Okay, everyone threw stones at Jesus because he was saying, he's blaspheming, he's calling himself son of God means equal to God. They understood what it meant. But what does it mean by that? Is because if you start seeing yourself like that, you'll start taking yourself, you'll start taking the problems, you'll start looking at the problems in a very different way. Because if those problems are coming to God, how does God react to the problems? He may not do anything because everything is finished, it's under my feet. Are you understanding? Okay. Now see this. Um, so every time you take a truth and you don't believe it, okay, you're deceiving yourself. What happened? Is there a problem? Okay. We are on the wrong page though. I'm on this side. Yeah, we are on this side. Yeah, I just go down. Yeah, just go up. Uh, are we here? Yeah. Believe it is an issue? I don't know. I'm just going like this down. Sorry. Uh, okay. Okay. Let, let me not get distracted with this. Okay. Remember, uh, I told you CTS. So I had somebody, in beloved, write to me and say that they got, they, they shared a testimony that they got healed. They started seeing things and then again, everything started coming back. Okay. Now, three things that God tells us to do. Okay. In the new covenant for a son, he tells us and if you start doing these things, and this is not a choice. This is a command that is given to us. And so if my father says something, I'm just going to do it is because he blindly tells me to. Okay. Now, he tells you there are three things. Okay. And I've shared this before in the series of Untouchables. So you got it. It's called CTS. Cast your cares. Those are uh, uh, don't get distracted with the TV. Okay, just go down. It's not there. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead. Uh, you can see it on here. Just uh, hear my words. Okay, one Peter five seven. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Now it says. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Casting all your cares on him, for he cares for you. Then it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the face. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Do you know when I got, uh, you know, when I had uh, symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis? on my body, right? There was a time when I was like the average person where you're hearing the word and you're pretty much in the kingdom, Jesus is there, but nothing is aligned here. And all his words. And I didn't take any responsibility of getting his words in me. And then I had all of these symptoms of sicknesses one after the other and I was like, you know, where is Jesus? Where is he gone? Why am I falling sick? And then you begin to question and I was praying, God heal me, God heal me, God heal me, and nothing happened. And then I started waking up to truths that my father is waiting for me to start believing what he says and to start taking my faith and who I am seriously. Don't be casual about who you are. You want to be casual, go to church. Sit there. Hear the service, go out, live like I am. 
You and I are sons of God. And so you need to be serious about what the Father says about you. That's you kissing him back. That's you loving him back. Be serious about every word that you read. And so even as I started being serious, you know, I'm a son. It says I'm a new creation. Oh, I can't fall sick then. If he died by his stripes, I'm healed. Isn't prevention better than cure? Like why fall sick and then keep quoting all of these by his stripes, I'm healed. Isn't it better that I don't fall sick? And then I started taking that truth. Yeah, it's not in my nature. And then I stopped all the juices because it had no cure. And then even as I started being true to who I am and being serious, and you know, when I believed that truth, I wasn't believing it as a deadline. Like I will believe it till or to check if this truth and then when I see I get healed, that means this truth is real. Believing is not by feelings and emotions. I told you believing is a decision simply because the father says so. It means you believe it just because it is the truth. That means even if the symptom stayed and I died, that's what it meant. Believing is because I chose to believe it because it is the truth. A lot of you are believing it to check. And then you wait and you see, oh no, but it's, it did. There was, there's a deadline. And then it didn't happen. Oh, so now it's not truth. And so it means that, yeah, uh, uh, you know, we can also. Believing is not that. Believing is a decision and it's a decision because it is the truth. That means you believe it because of the cross, to the cross. And I believe it's true. It's not in my nature. I believe that it's not as sons, you can just keep living on 100 to 100. What if someone pops that 100? It doesn't change the truth. It's still in the word. It is true. And there'll be a generation that progresses and maybe goes up to 200, 300. So I don't, it's not because if it happens and no happens, you change. Truth means truth. The sun is yellow, whether you have a good day or a bad day. It is yellow, it's because it is the truth. It doesn't make any difference whether even you choose to believe. It is the truth. And so when the word says, believe it because it is the truth, I believe it because my father says so much. And what happened when I believed it under the cross? Means I didn't really care. With all those symptoms, I said, no, I'm a son of God. It's not in my nature. And I kept, I kept standing on, on that truth. And one day, what did happen in 10 months happened in one day. All of those symptoms just disappeared. Now, four days later, all of those symptoms came back. And that's what I mean. You get that word tries you and tests you every time you're taking on a truth. And that's the time when I had to resist the devil and he will flee. And I said, no, it's not in my nature. I was not trying to get healed. I'm a son. I can't fall sick. And after that day, I just stopped falling sick. You have to, the Bible tells us to resist the devil and he will flee. So what happened? people get meals or wet their hands on them or they get some sort of, you know, they start seeing healing and then symptoms try to cramp up on them again and that's the time they have to resist and they're like, oh, it's coming back, it's coming back oh, I'm sick again and then everything comes back you have to resist and he will flee don't change just because you see symptoms on your body don't let the symptoms tell you you are sick that means you just let creation tell you who you are, you don't you let your father tell you who you are. I'm telling you these are principles. If you apply this CTS, it will work. You will start seeing divine help in your body. Don't give up. There's no deadline for the word. The word is the cross. That's it. I believe it because it's the truth. Now see this. It says cast your cares on him. Don't take any cares. The reason why you and I don't take cares is because we enter another realm. This realm has a father. This realm doesn't have a father. This realm is orphan. Here, your father, your whole life is a finished work. Just like Jesus, learn to rest. 
even as you are resting and you're believing you're a son, all things are added. Okay? Now look at this, James 4. But he gives more grace, therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble, therefore submit to God. Now see this again. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's clearly telling you to resist and we don't resist. We just take on everything that comes our way. That means it's not automatic. Why did you allow these sickness to come? I could have also said, why you allowed me to fall sick? He didn't allow it. I allowed it. Because I didn't know I was son. I didn't see myself. I wasn't letting his words come and take root in me and stand on it. Now pull down thoughts. I want you to do this in beloved. And if you learn to pull your thoughts down, it's you're going to be in another end. Walking. Oh, look at this. Now read this very carefully. CTS is something that I do all the time. It's my lifestyle. It's Gitu's lifestyle. It's every other son who's walking in victory. We are doing these things. Even Sunita, she's been doing these things and so she has like bearing fruit. Now what is this? Pull down thoughts. 2 Corinthians 10, 3. For though we walk in the flesh, that means in this Adamic generation, and though my body is like it's looking like Adam. We do not war according to the flesh. That means anything that you see. Flesh is your five senses. Anything that you want to do without God. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. They're not carnal. That means you can't understand this. That's why I told you, you know, like this testimony that last night, she's like, I'm dealing with the same people forever. They're responding differently to my words. I said, that's what I mean. It's not carnal. Now, when you are speaking, hello, even if you don't believe it, do you know that you died? You died. It's Christ in you. And so your words are spreading their life. Now, 100 people may not believe it. You believe it. That's it. And I believe it because it's the truth. And I see it. Your words are spreading their life and they are responding differently to you. See this. It says, pulling down strongholds. What is pulling down? That word pulling down in Greek is demolishing strongholds. Strongholds is a fortress. Have you ever seen a building getting demolished? How does a building come up? How does a fortress even become big? Brick by brick by brick by brick. You didn't pull down one brick. There's another brick. There's another brick. And now it's a stronghold. How did I start believing something? Because my mom told me. And then I just fed on so many lies. And then one, like even some of the religions don't even say they're gods. But people believe them. They're lies. And brick by brick by brick. And it's such a big stronghold. It's like a lie that someone believes. And how does it say? It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not kind, but mighty in God for demolishing. Have you ever seen when the demolishing goes, when they put some, um, some stuff, what do you say, one of those, you know, things to get a building down. It's in one instant that the whole fortress can fall down. It just collapses. It says here, the weapons of our warfare demolish these strongholds. Strongholds. These lies that the devil has planted in you. Okay? So it's telling you pull strongholds. Now, look at the next one. Casting down arguments in brackets. I put everything that's calculated arguments, thoughts, reasoning, vain imaginations. Have you ever been in something where you're just thinking something? Okay, just going on. It's not even there. Like, you know, recently I had, uh, I had to message my uh, 
landlord bought something, okay? Uh, and uh, in my mind, because he didn't reply on an email, I'm just going on and on and what it could be and what it's not. And he's like, you know. And the unit's going on. And then two days later, three days later, I got an email back. So what were all these reasoning arguments that are going on crazily about things? Don't be about COVID and you're just wondering what to happen. There's just crazy arguments going on and it's saying that these are not of you. And it's telling you and me, the father is telling you that please don't go into reasoning, calculated arguments. And if I don't know this, this will not happen. And just going on and on and on. And he's saying, casting down arguments. Vain imaginations. You're, you're just letting your mind wander and just daydreaming into something. It's telling you, pull it down, cast it down. Okay? Look at this, okay? Uh, <clears throat> vain imaginations, yeah. What are again fortresses? I want to say, okay? Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Every high thing, that means every presumption that exalts itself against who you are. Now see, is bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. It's telling you and me, so if you don't do it, then you'll be like people who are in go through depression, okay? Depression is nothing but thoughts, thoughts coming. And because you don't learn to take the first brick down, that's how it's thoughts. Like it could be thoughts like, you know, uh, you have reasonings and I'm allergic to milk. I am a failure, I am sick, I am not loved. Oh, she got cancer, and so now you started. Just the end result of cancer is that this person is going to die. And these are vain imaginations that you have and just going on. And the word tells you for a son, please pull down all of this vain imaginations, all of these arguments and reasonings. Pull them down and bring them, it says, to the obedience of Christ, meaning to the submission of what is good. That's what it says in Greek. Submission to what is heard. So it's telling me to bring my mind, my heart. It tells even my feelings. Captive. So I'm not feeling good today. I'm feeling very low. It's a feeling. It's not the truth. You don't, sons don't live their life by feelings. I used to be like this. I'm telling you, I was, in, I was an emotional wreckage. And I would lose years is because I would let my feelings govern. Or what people said, and I would just have to be depressed, like what he said or what she said. And I wasted time. And then God told me, You're you are you are you are a slave to your feelings. You're a slave to so tomorrow, any thought that the devil puts in your head, because you have not learned to take it down, you know what? He can pretty much decide how your day goes, how your days go, how your years go. You have to pull them down. It, it's not something, it's a choice, it's a command given. Pull down those thoughts. And look at it. It says you bring every thought captive to the submission of what your father has said. So now my, my bottom line for any thought, any thought it could be, I just say, I thank you. It's by the blood. I receive all things by the blood. If reasoning's gone, you know what? This was wrong and you did it wrong. And because of this, all of these bad things have happened. I bring the thought down and I say, I thank you that my it's everything that I receive is because of the blood. It means you're bringing it to the obedience of Christ. That's what it means. And it says here, see this, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. It means you are avenging here. You are avenging. You're punishing all that disobedience going on when your obedience is fulfilled. 
you have to bring down the thoughts. So what happened in this case? She started seeing healing in her body. The skin is getting well, amazing. And now you're saying hallelujah and amazing. And now five days, six days later, these symptoms started creeping up. But no symptom came first on you before it came like a thought. And the thought was, oh, the sickness is coming back. It's coming back. You're not a son. See, you're sick. You never got healed. That's the thought you pulled down. When Rumita Rathra left me, I was believing that I got healed. And so four days later, do you know the thought that came into my head was, see, you lost your healing. And the minute that thought came, I grabbed it. I'm telling you, it was like a, like a mature. And I said, one second, I was never trying to get healed. I'm a son, I can't fall sick. I pulled down that thought. And the next day, it was literally the next day, everything left me has been eight years. You have to pull down the thoughts of thoughts. Come. And because you've not trained yourself to pull down thoughts, how many of you let your mind just wander? Don't let your mind wander. Bring it, it says, bring the mind captive to the submission of what your father has said. That's what it means, obedience of Christ, because Christ is in you. So just don't let thoughts go on. You know, your first business failed, second business failed, third business failed, and now you think you're a failure. No, bring that thought down. I thank you, I'm a son. And now I'm, you became poor that I might become rich. That is who I am. And I'm a life-giving spirit. And now you have these new, new thoughts, what you're speaking. And this is who you are. And you're pulling down those thoughts. And so we are told to cast our cares. And we are told to pull down thoughts. If you don't want to pull down your thoughts, you're pretty much in the same mess. Same as Sarita, she's doing. She's pulling down those thoughts. What were those thoughts? I'm allergic to avocado. I'm aller allergic to peas. I'm allergic to all of these things. Then at some point, there were thoughts and she entertained, and then the thoughts follow what you do. How did Adam fare? How did Adam fall? First, the thought came, the father said, don't eat out of the street. Tree of knowledge of good and evil, because the day you eat out of it, you're going to die. Now the devil comes and puts a thought, did God really say, if you eat out of the street? No, no, if you eat out of it, you know, you're going to become just like him. Now first it comes in a thought, and guess what the thought does now? Now it brings about action. Because now you are listening to someone's thoughts. So either you're listening to the father's thoughts or you're listening to the devil's thoughts. And the action comes about because you listen and you submit to one. And it resulted in entire mankind falling down. How did Jesus resist the devil? He probably was talking in thoughts. Okay, when he showed up, but it was a voice coming to him. Jump from here. And then if you jump from here, the angels will guard you. Because the Psalm 91 says nothing will happen to you. Oh, make this stone into prayer. And what was the voice that had come from the Father? You are my beloved son in whom I will please. And then what does it say? He just resisted. He resisted and it said the devil flew away, went away, left him alone. So if, if the son resisted, how much more you and I have to resist the devil and he will flee? And how do you resist it? It just says in your thoughts. In your thoughts, learn to take them down, learn to speak. Pull down your thoughts, learn it, start doing it because there is no other way out. You have to start doing this. This is sunshine. There is a work, I told you. And most of the time, the work is not forgetting your son. So every time the thought comes, I just say, Thank you, it's by the blood. It's by the blood. If a thought comes, go, I don't know. That's for humans. That's why I didn't. Literally, I have this like constant. After some time, it's a program. I'm not even like putting my mind to it so much. It's because you really believe it. 
Are you understanding? Believing means pursuing yourself, convincing yourself who you are. Okay? Look at this. I'm just going to read this. Okay? Then we're going to end this. James 1. Blessed is a man who endures, holds his ground in temptation or a trial. The slash word is like in Greek. It says, Blessed is a man who endures in temptation or a trial, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised him. It says here, blessed is the man who endures. Endures in Greek is like holds a position of who you are. And it says, that means in a trial, so a trial is coming. Okay, imagine yourself in a cyclone. And there's just crazy wind going on, a storm. And then you have like an anchor you're holding on to. And you're just holding on to it. And now the storm is coming and then the storm dies down and you held on to something. That's what it means in the trial. Don't forget you're a son. Everything, whenever you take on a truth about who you are, everything comes to test that truth. That's why said, uh, the father's words came, you're my beloved son. He's led into the wilderness. And everything tries that word in him. You're the beloved son. And so everything comes to approve that word because the devil knows she's got some new truth there. And now everything comes and shakes it and it looks like everything wants to get that truth out. And that's the time you endure and the word patience in the Bible actually means endurance by faith and patience. That means by faith and endurance, you inherit the promise. And so it says, you know, blessed is the one, the man who endures his ground in a trial. For when he has been approved, when he has been tried, that word has tried him and just endured. Like, no, this is the truth because it is the truth. Like what it was with Rubatara Aparajas for me. Okay? He will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love. Because it is the truth. And the whole kingdom will bear witness to the truth. Jesus is on water, fighting all laws. Because he really believed who he is. And everything he's doing and all the laws and all creation is backing him up. Once you start being serious about who you are and stop being double-minded. You're not Adam. I'm born of the monogene. Son of God. Born from above. Different species. Under the law of life. I learn to rest. I'm not worried because my I have a father. Adam doesn't have a father. I have a father. Okay? Now look at this. See this. Let no one say when he's tempted or in a trial, I am I'm tried or I'm tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived. What is the meaning of conceit? Okay, it says it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, brings about death. It says here, when desire has conceived, that means to take one as a prisoner to become pregnant. What is the meaning of conceit? When you become pregnant, how do you become pregnant? What does it mean? You have a womb, and then a sperm may go and then get stuck in the womb, and now it's a prisoner there. Are you understanding? And then it just begins to grow. That means, you know, when that thought came that you can fall sick, you see the whole world falling sick to your left and right. You didn't do anything with that thought. And that thought, you didn't take it down. And so now it's conceived. And now you're just so casual about it. Yeah, I can fall sick. And now it's going bigger and bigger. And you're casual about these things. And uh, what happened? You're casual about these things. And it says it gives birth to death. Start pulling down the thoughts. That's what it says here. You become pregnant, it gives birth to sin, and when it's full grown, it gives birth to death. It brings forth death. 
That means you conceive something. That's why how did the how did Adam sin? He conceived it. It says a thought came. Then he it says in the Bible that he looked that it was good to eat. Now he's going on over the thought again. And then when it's full grown, that means he's looking at it, yeah, and now he's going and taking it. And the fall came. That's why you pull down your thoughts. Okay? And see this speaking. The whole armor of God, right? It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. That means the tricks of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spirit hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand, that means resist, in the evil way. And having done all, to stand. To stand means not just, I'm just now chilling. No, no, no. Stand means taking a position, taking a truth, and now standing on the truth because it is true. So how did Anubhadra authorize you to disappear? I took the truth that is not in my nature to fall sick. Now, the pain was still, I was bending down, the pain was there. I was going to the bathroom, the pain was there. But I, even as all of the pain, I was resisting. I said, no, it's not in my nature. It's not in my nature. You resist, I'm standing. And then everything just disappeared. When the thought came, I pulled it down. That is the way the kingdom operates. There's a way the life, resurrection life, flows in not only in your body, in every situation. But learn to pull down those thoughts. Just don't let your mind waver. Do this as a practice and as a lifestyle. Not just as a morning work today. Because this is something we hear it and we apply it. All the testimonies you see in Beloved are the ones who are hearing the word, who are consciously applying the word and they're getting these crazy out of the world testimonies. Because the word is true. Okay? And the king that will only bear witness to the truth when you start taking yourself seriously. And so see this. Stand. Be still. Position yourself having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. That means all the thoughts that he's giving you. And see this, and take the helmet of salvation. The helmet. That means every time I'm getting all these, you know, this morning I got up with just like, every time in the morning I get up, I get really crazy thoughts. Terrible thoughts, like the worst thoughts ever. And I have to consciously, when I get up and I say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, that your blood, because of your blood, I'm, I, I'm, I'm born of your blood. All the inheritance is with me because of the blood. Every thought that comes in to make me doubt that, Priya, this was not you. This was your flesh. No, I say that no, I'm a son of your blood. My words are spread on their life. And I just begin to speak this because it says here, see this. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Where is the sword of the spirit? In Revelation, when Christ spoke, it came out of his mouth. So it's not in your hand. When you're speaking, it's a sword that is cutting off everything that is coming against you. Okay? Which is the word of God. Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Pray in tongues. So every time you get everything first, doesn't just come into your life. It comes first in your thoughts. It's because you didn't you engaged in it and you didn't even know better. Like, yeah, let me just start talking like normal. And then you wonder why these things happen. And you sit, and then the father is so amazing, he still bails you out of those problems. He'll still get you out. But I'm telling you a way that you can keep yourself out of it. That why 
have fall sick and then start walking on, learn to, you know, start using all of these verses and, you know, your identity and your bias tracks on guilt and all of these, when there's a way that you, you shouldn't fall sick. Isn't that better? And if you don't want to fall sick, if you don't want COVID to come to you, if you don't want all of these things, learn to put on your thoughts. Start being serious about who you are. If you be serious, pull down those thoughts. Other people are saying it. It's okay. Start with a cold. You have a cold instead of if, if you have some symptoms of cancer in your body, first start with a normal cold. Take that thought down. And so now when you're taking those thoughts down in a cold and a cold disappears, it's the same way you do it with other things. So Nina also, she started with one allergy. Oh, now, but it's the other allergies now. Same principle working. So now all the other allergies are disappearing. Oh, now I get, women get pains during the periods. Oh, now let me, this is the truth I should not. And now she's going one step further. Can you see her claiming ground and just resting by the same truth? Is because the word of God is the same yesterday, today and forever. If it worked in one way, it'll work the other way also. So start taking the small things down so that then the big one will just disappear. Sometimes the big is so big, it's like a, it's like a big mountain in front of you when you're trying to engage with it, start in the small. Be serious about who you are. Okay? Now I've put out those uh, uh, you know the I am's. Can you open the other, other period? There is the I am's, okay? Go through those I am's. That's everything who you are. So for example, in one of the I am's, it says Jesus says I am the way. Now when I was looking at that truth, I said I am the way. Okay? Now guess what happened? During that time I was going to Dubai, and everyone told me, Priya, don't go because of it was in December, Dubai airport might get closed. Uh, you know, it might go under lockdown and these crazy things are going on. Now, imagine I've just taken that truth, I am the way. And now, everything is telling me don't go. And then I decided, I am the sun. My own resident might call me because this truth is not alive with them. But I have to take it. So I was like, no, but I am the sun. What do I want to do? So I said, I want to go. So I decided I am going to go to Dubai. And if I am the way, then I am the way. That means I make a way for myself. So I went to Dubai. I enjoyed. I had this whole route that I came back to India through a via via route. And do you know, after I went and came, all the others started following that same route. Because I am the way. I had to go to Shimla and I really wanted to go, okay, to Punjab. And again, there was that whole thing of the lockdown might happen, and uh, if you go, you'll get stuck there. And then, you know, I was going there for ministry. And then, so of course, I was concerned from everywhere. But now, again, I sat on that truth and I said, one second, I am a son. If I am a son, then Priya, what do you want to do? I said, I want to go. So I decided I am going to go to Punjab. I am the way. Do you know that I went all the way? I went to Shimla, I went everywhere. When I came back, it went into lockdown. Not the time that I was there because I am the way. Now, Meredith, what does it mean that I am the way? I am the way means I am the way of making my own path. Are you understanding? Now, what happened when I took that truth? Everything, that truth was tried out in me. Everything came to take that truth out of me. No, you're not the way. No, you can't be the way. You wait for the way. And are you understanding? And I took that truth and I stepped out on it. And then everything else changed. 
So every time you're taking that truth, like look at this. Yeah, that's it. Leave it there. So I've taken I am the way. Okay. Now these are all truths because this is who we are. I'm not telling you believe this and then it will happen. I'm telling you, you believe this because if you don't believe this, you're deceiving yourself. You're confusing yourself. And then you're confusing yourself and then everything else around you is confused. When you're coming into alignment about who the father says you are, when you are being serious about who you say you are, all of the light and the kingdom is bearing witness to the sun. That's how the kingdom works. That law of life is there when symptoms crazy show up. Sometimes they're not even saying it, they'll repel it already. Because you are arrested. Okay? Now take on another truth. I, I, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world and not of this world. This is the truth. Adam is from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. Adam is of this world. I am not of this world. Now see this. I know him for I am from him. How many think, oh, I can't hear God's voice. Oh, I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know when God is speaking. You know what is the best truth for that? Because that's a lie. You need to pull it out. The word says, no one knows the father except the son. And no one knows the son except the father. Now, every time that voice comes to you and says, I can't hear God's voice. I'm confused. Start speaking this truth. Because that, that's like the voice going to Jesus and saying, you can't hear God's voice. It's like that. Start saying it. I know the father and the father knows me. No one knows the son except the father. No one knows the father except the son. I know my father. Start saying this truth. I know him for I am from him. This is the truth. That's how you pulled out the thought. You're speaking the truth. And guess what? Everything you're doing, everything will start bearing witness with that. Take another truth. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. How many, I know this in Beloved also and in your lives, everything started shifting with the same people. Because your words are spirit and they are life. You will say, come, someone will come. You will say, give me, Riksha, please tell on Aburabhi. He'll say yes. Because your words are spirit and they are life. Okay? My father has been working until now and I have been working. I am loved. You have so many experiences that look like you're not loved. The girl leads you, the guy leads you and you keep on having bad relationships and now you feel you're not loved. You don't believe that truth because of the experiences. You believe the truth because the word says so. I am loved. And every time you get that rejection, thoughts of that, I am loved. I am loved. I am the beloved. And you realize how all of creation is responding and all of the kingdom is bearing witness to that truth. And then others will see and you will also see that you are loved. Okay? Uh, I am the resurrection and the life. Take these truths and start, I'm just taking a few of them to show you, start meditating on these truths. And just know that every time you take a truth, that truth gets tried. And that's the time you have to hold and not give up. Hold on that position of who you are. And you hold it because it's the truth. And it says after it's been approved and tested, you bear the crown of, you wear the crown of life as he has promised. Okay? You step into another end. Like, I'm not fighting sickness anymore. I fought it 10 years ago. If you keep postponing a fight, you just keep postponing your miracle or your, you know, realization of who you are, your identity. You rather just, if it's come in front of you, it's meant to be taken down. So just face it, trample it down so that you don't go cycles again and again and again. You can start living in divine health. I was so happy I took down Rubathoi at that time because it was a shadow, because after that, it just didn't matter what showed up, even COVID. 
I just took a vaccination last week because I have work to start, so I don't have to do the COVID tests. I did one and a half year and I was going up north and everywhere, laying hands on people, praying for them, because you are greater than creation. You are in life, so life will meet up darkness. Now, this is not something I convinced myself, this is who I am. That word gets tried, tested, then becomes part one with you. So after some time, it's an unconscious act. Like even if people talk about COVID and I laugh sometimes, and everything that I do comes from what I believe. So then take some time out to just go with what you believe in certain truths. So it's not scriptures. Do I, I'm quoting all these scriptures. Do I really believe? Okay, let me get my believing. And believing is a decision. And then once you believe it to the cross, yeah, I choose to believe it because it's a decision I've made. That's it, guys. Everything should speak. Okay? So believing is not a feeling and an emotion. It's a decision and we believe unto righteousness. Who we are. That's all the kingdom works. Start taking the I am. Start believing the truths about what the Father says you are. And when you are believing what the Father says about you, you're loving him back. Okay? That is Father's Day for him. Okay, so let's close in prayer. Let's just give a, a, a thanksgiving of all the increase that you received, okay? All the life that came into you, all the understanding. Just say, Father, I thank you that I'm a son in your kingdom. Jesus, you're my high priest. And right now, I give you a tithe of all the increase, of all the understanding that you gave me. And Father, just multiply it. Yeah, just begin to pray in tongues for a few seconds. Father, I just thank you for this word that gave us. I thank you that we believe your voice, that we don't hear the voice of strangers. I thank you that we believe it because we are born of truth. And Father, every time we take on the truth and believe who you say we are, we are giving you honor, we are making you smile, we are kissing you back. You're jumping up and down. You love it. We're loving you back. And so I just thank you that this is rooted in every son who's heard this right now. And I thank you for the abundance and increase that is coming in their lives in every area. Be it health, be it prosperity, be it relationships. I just thank you for that life that is going out in Jesus' name. Every lying symptom, whoever had lying symptoms in their body, I just release life right now, resurrection life out of our body right now into that area. And lying symptoms get out right now in Jesus' name. Your resurrection life is giving life to this mortal body of beloved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so join us for uh, uh, drinks, coffee, and some snacks. Uh, okay? One second. Yeah, you can stop it. So, oh, okay, guys. Uh, so uh, on Zoom, we'll see, I'll see you guys next Sunday. It'll be a little better organized. And uh, I hopefully I put this recording up if it uh, sure. gets recorded. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'll see you guys soon. Take it some time. Stop. What is it? What is it? Stop. Party. Uh, Priya, should I say stop recording? Let's say stop. Let's say stop. Stop recording. Okay.